Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Friends, you just prayed it in the psalm, so no grumbling, cold and chill, bless the Lord, okay? We just prayed it. No more grumbling. That's for me too. It's cold out there. All right. Bless the Lord, cold and chill. Here we go. I, uh, I love this first reading that we have today from, again, from the book of Daniel. The scene where the, uh, the king, King Belshazzar, is being confronted by the Lord and the hand appearing on the wall writing, Mene, Tekel, and Perez. God has numbered your kingdom and put an end to it. You have been weighed on the scales and found wanting. You've been weighed on the scales and found wanting. Your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. It's a powerful, powerful reading. It's a powerful scene of um, the undoing of idolatry. The undoing of idolatry. And uh, if this was maybe a Sunday Mass, I might preach for a half hour on that first reading, but I'm not going to do that. I want to turn our attention to the gospel, though, this morning, because uh, this is an intense gospel. It's an intense gospel. This is where the Lord is saying to us. He says to the crowd, right? So this is not even to, like, the inside group. This is not to the disciples or the apostles. This is just the people who are kind of generally following him, right? It's one of those moments where you think, Jesus, you needed a better PR manager. But this is what he says. They will seize and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and to prisons, and they will have you led before kings and governors. And he gives the reason. And it's not because of the, the arguments that you got into. It's not because of the, the ways that you debated with your atheist friends or the the hard conversations that you had with your family members at Thanksgiving or that what you finally said to your your son or your daughter, your grandson, your granddaughter, you're finally telling them that hard truth. That's not why the world will turn against us. What Jesus says will be handed over and persecuted, led before civil authorities, betrayed by relatives because of his name. Because of his name. Because we will be associated with his name. There's no name. There's no other name like the name of Jesus. The Jesus' name, it cuts through people and it cuts, it divides people. He said himself, do you think I came to bring peace? I came to bring the sword. Now we have to obviously contextualize that, understand that in, in proper ways. It's not an impetus to violence, but it is like he has come to be like the scalpel in the hand of the surgeon removing tumor from patient. He's come to divide things. He splits rooms. Like, I just found that subtle point of this gospel, of what Jesus says, so interesting as I pondered what the Lord was saying to us this morning. That, like, as a sort of examination of conscience, at least for myself, so maybe this is more for me than for you, but, like, am I more interested in winning arguments, winning debates, convincing people of the truth of Christianity, as good as all of that is, or, or, or am I more interested in like simply being associated with his name, like being deeply associated with him? Like the goal, what Jesus is telling us, the goal is to be a Jesus person. 
to be a Jesus person, to be a person who speaks the name of Jesus, who is associated with the name of Jesus. When people think of you, they think of Jesus. That's the goal. Like I said, I'm offering this this morning as an examination of conscience, a sort of gut check. Like if you were to ask people, what names do you associate with me? Like how high on the list is the name of Jesus? Like I know for myself that I want that to be true. I want that to be true. But I don't know if it always is. I'll share this little anecdote, and, and I'm not sharing this for self-aggrandizement. I'm just sharing this as, if anything, just to show my own weakness. But um, last week, Thanksgiving, with, uh, with my family, it was a wonderful time. And I'm sure just like probably many of you, it was time with relatives you don't spend a lot of time with, right? And um, a handful of my relatives are not disciples. They're not faithful people. They're wonderful people, but they're not, they're not Christians, which makes my world kind of a bizarre world to them. And I had to, I had to very consciously and with great effort, with great effort, intentionally speak the name of Jesus. I like went into the day, went into the time together, very intentionally saying, you're going to say his name, not just at the prayer before the meal, but you're going to say his name in conversation. Like, I'm telling this to myself, right? My, I, myself, who, like, I'm a priest. I laid my life down on the marble of the cathedral, right? Like, this is what my life is. And yet I have to give myself a pep talk in the mirror saying, don't hide his name. Say his name. Be associated with his name. Let his name be on your lips. Don't hide it away. What Jesus is telling us this morning is, like, it will be simply our identification with him that counts. Identification with his name. That, and that will lead to... That will lead to being rejected. I mean, he, this is what he says. This is what he says. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair on your head will be destroyed. By your perseverance, you will secure your lives. Perseverance in what is the question? Perseverance in saying his name, being associated with his name, being a person associated with him. Like when you find yourself in a situation, in a moment where you're scared to be a Jesus person, where you're scared to be one of the people who are associated with his name, I would invite you to call out to, there's a lot of people you can call out to, the martyrs of course, but certainly St. Peter. St. Peter. When Peter was asked by just a lowly milkmaid in the courtyard of Caiaphas, hey, aren't you one of that, that guy's disciples? He crumbled. It wasn't a Roman soldier who asked him. It was a lowly milkmaid. Aren't you one of that man's disciples? Aren't you, one of, aren't you a Jesus person? Ask him for his intercession in those moments where you're afraid to be a Jesus person, where you're afraid to be associated with his name, because the reality is we might crumble too. We might crumble too. Thank God for mercy. But let us pray for the grace of perseverance to always be willing to be associated with him. It's going to be harder and harder to be associated with his name. His name splits and divides. But may we be associated with that name. Amen.